0: I'm here with a, another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, comment, and all that other stuff is greatly <laughs> appreciated. So, yes, let's get into this. We are discussing gangs of London. I don't know. I feel indifferent about discussing this because it's so weird. FYI, I have to do this every single time because apparently people don't read the show description, but there will be spoilers. <laughs> so if you have not watched Kings of London, I would hope that you will watch that before you listen to me talk about it because it's going to be spoiled. Also, I am not your traditional, like, tv show review podcast type of a person we're it's, we're gonna go everywhere we don't go in a straight linear line it's not going to be super super sophisticated um a review is just genuinely and generally my um opinion about what i've watched um so yeah i mean i can get to, into all the other like aspects of like why I do this, but that's just generally to keep it short. That's what it is. That is what is to be expected. And so hopefully stick through to the end. So Gangs of London, I have been excited to watch this. We're going to start there. I've been excited to watch this for a while. This originally premiered in, I want to say February... Um, on Sky TV, I believe. So this is a UK show. We're in America. And so, like, if it premieres in the UK first, then we usually possibly, maybe, if so, they make a deal with, like, one of our, um, distributors, then we could possibly get it a few months later. And then vice versa. If we have shows, American shows that premiere here, and then they'll premiere at a later date, um, in other countries. So, like, you guys get it. That's how, that's just how it works. So, With this one, I honestly did not even know if it was going to premiere here. Um, I think there was a little bit. Also, we're still in COVID season and I've been telling you guys, I feel like all of my memories are just mushed into one. So I'm like confusing things that I've read or seen and just like, oh, that happened like a month ago when it's actually like six months ago. I'm sure you all can relate, but just FYI. So, um... Cause this premiered like initially right at the cusp of everything breaking out. So, um, I believe they had originally had a deal with, I want to say, um, what are they called? Cin- Cinemax. Don't quote me, but essentially what became, um, not Cinemax. Yeah. But essentially became like the whole HBO Max uh, Melging together. And so they that deal d- fell through and AMC Plus ended up picking it up. So imagine my confusion, because you guys know I pay for everything. So I have cable, but I also pay for a bunch of streaming services. So imagine my confusion when I'm like, oh, finally it's on AMC they dropped the first three um, episodes. I did not know AMC Plus was like its own streaming platform. Again, I was just talking about this. In one of the last two episodes, it was either The Crown or um, Alex Ryder. But like everyone has a streaming service now and it's just getting ridiculous to the point where it's just like, oh, cut the cord. You cut the cord, you're still paying the same amount as you would have if you had cable for all of the different services that we have. So something has to be done to like figure this out or we need to do some partnerships because it's just too much like Disney, Hulu. okay, you can package that together, even though I personally because I don't have ESPN, don't package it, because I just think it's cheaper just to get the Disney Plus and Hulu separately. And there were also little clauses in that package anyway. I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent on streaming services. But either way, I didn't know AMC Plus had its own streaming service. I don't know. I mean, I guess it makes sense. And it also seems to be like the hub for a lot of those um, BBC, uh, like UK shows. I don't even know what I just say UK shows and I'm assuming you guys know what I'm talking about, but like all those shows that come over here from like the BBC, Sky TV, like all that stuff that's just not here. You guys know what I'm talking about. So excuse me if I'm not using the correct, correct terminology, but anyway, so which also, so I'm like, okay, whatever. So it's like, do I do, um, like the free trial and the free trial, cause you guys know I have the Apple TV, like the, the actual device, cause now you have to distinguish between a device and the app, <laughs> the actual um, device, which is how I like watch TV, like watch it all on my TV or whatever. And you know, Apple TV has been trying to make themselves like a hub of, of a, in a way. And so you can subscribe to these different streaming services through Apple which frustrates me because I'm subscribed to some of this stuff outside of Apple. And I just feel like you should be able to connect that to the Apple TV as one of your channels. And it should not keep trying to get you to start a free trial. I'm just saying, putting that out there. But anyway, I told you guys we go everywhere. So you just got to buckle up and follow along. So, so it was like, Oh, you do a seven day free trial of AMC plus after I checked on like, cause I have Xfinity. So I checked on demand and I couldn't find Gangs of London. It was like only giving me the first episode. And I was like, what is this richery? Like what, what is going on? I don't understand this. And so um, I finally was like, okay, whatever. We'll do the seven day trial, not realizing that they only dropped the first three episodes and then it was going to release the weekly. And you already know how I feel about streaming services, like things that are specifically dedicated to a streaming platform being dropped on a weekly basis it I don't know it just then at that point you might as well be on the cable tv why Uh, whatever that's not what this is about but I've expressed my feelings about this before about how I feel about that so whatever we're just gonna drag it out um (laughs) and so I was just like whatever it's eight it's eight episodes in this first season. We got the first three in the first drop and then it was weekly. So I was like, now I'm gonna have to pay eight ninety nine per month until this show ends. <laughs> And I was just like, oh my gosh. And you're probably like, why is it that serious? Why do you, did you really need to watch Gangs of London? First of all, we're in a pandemic still. So a lot of the things that I would be watching is just not going on anyway. Gangs of London is a natural show that I would want to watch. I wanted to watch it and was interested in watching it before we went to the pandemic when I heard about it. You guys know I am a big Peaky Blinders fan and so, usually things that I'm a fan of, because I do watch a lot of things, um, and I always speak about, like, the actors and all that other stuff. And so, when there are people who are, like, standout actors in something, and I do kind of try to, like, watch their careers and where they go and kind of try to look at their background, especially the young ones, to kind of see kind of what their trajectory is going to be, um, because a lot of times they don't have a lot of things to, uh, pivot off of as far as, like historical performances prior to whatever it is that I just watched. So, Joe Cole was in Peaky Blinders. I have seen Joe Cole in some other things. So, I kind of already had an idea of his acting. But this also intrigued me even more because we all... Okay, I told you guys. This is the show of spoilers. So, I'm about to spoil Peaky Blinders right now. If you have not watched Peaky Blinders and you don't want to be spoiled, I would like skip ahead about like 30 seconds starting now. So, we know Joe Cole ends up dying in Peaky Blinders, uh, in the, oh my gosh, I always forget how many seasons of that show it is, but it was the season before the last season. So I think that's like season six, season five, either way, that's what happens. And so a lot of, a lot of it was like, well, why it was a shock. It was surprising. No one understood why his whole thing was like, he didn't want to get pigeonholed into being this specific type of actor and he just thought it was time and he wanted to explore other um, opportunities. And so when you see that he's doing Gangs of London, which is still kind of the same thing, like gang, family, running things, you though Pink Blinders is set like in the past and Gangs of London in the present. It's kind of like, OK, what is the reasoning here? And I was reading some article. This was around the time when this was first coming out. Um, So like back in February or something like that and he was saying that like the script was very different it's yeah even though it's like in this gang world it just seemed very different it seemed like I don't I don't want to create words but I'm about to create words because I can't remember but along the lines of like just different um a different story a different type of a character something that would be just a, a script that he essentially fell in love with. So I was like, okay, now I'm even more interested. And then it was like, we get introduced to Um Sope Derisu, which hopefully I said his name right. If I didn't, I'm sorry, Elliot. He plays Elliot, who is our other um, main character in this. And so I'm seeing all these interviews with the two of them. I'm just like, okay, this is getting interesting. And then like our, I've already, I talked about recently in one of the two episodes before this one, like, I think it was Alex Ryder. Like, what I enjoy to watch, I kind of went more deep into it, even though you guys probably already know what I like to watch if you just scroll past and look at everything that I watch. Um, but, like, I do like gang shells, clearly. I do love really great choreographed, like, fight scenes. Um, and this, the scenes in this are just shot gorgeously the one scene where so now we're getting into like the actual show a little bit but don't worry we could hop back out and do more background talk just 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 follow along so (laughs) um uh the one thing that stood out or like the I guess you could say it's a fight or we'll call it a shooting shooting scene or what what is the word I can't think of the word right now but (laughs) the scene where Sean goes to the little he goes to meet oh dude the oh the, and i'm also gonna mess up everyone's names because i feel like there are so many families but we weren't really saying everyone's names and then you know but it's earlier in this in the season and he goes to meet him and then the sniper this is when we're first introduced to like we're not first introduced to, to the sniper but like we're first introduced to how talented of a sniper that he is in the scene when all of a sudden everyone just starts getting like at first i was like wait is everyone's heads getting blown up because i'm just having flashbacks of the boys because i have recently watched that and we know what was going on in there and so then i was like is everyone's heads getting blown up what's going on and it's like no he was using some super high tech tech gun it was just taking people out. And then that was kind of like the same, that kind of was a defining moment that um, kind of changed the dynamic in the relationship between Sean and Elliot, which was so interesting because when you when the show first starts um, and we're introduced to Sean and everything is going on because his father ends up getting murdered and Sean kind of has a t- step up into that role of leading the family business. But then we quickly learn that Sean is just off the rails, insane. He reacts versus um, thinking about his actions. So he's very reactionary. He's out here just killing everyone, destroying the city, trying to find out who killed his father. So we have that going on. And then we're introduced to Elliot and you're like, And it does, I don't know why it didn't click to me immediately, because I was just like, why is he so gung-ho about being in Sean's, like, inner circle? I don't understand, like, what is his story? Where did he come from? Because we're introduced to him in, like, this weird offhand way where he's just, like, super, super laser focused, tunnel visioned on getting next to Sean. Which in hindsight should have been a dead giveaway for people to be like, wait, are you a cop? Because <laughs> it was just like very strong cop behavior when you actually think about it. Um, in hindsight, but like in that moment, I don't know why it didn't click to me. Until finally, we, re- we um they reveal that he is an undercover um cop and is trying to take down the Wallaces. And so we have all that going on. So it's always this weird dynamic. We kind of learn a little bit more about Elliot's background. We know he lost his wife and his son. We later on, like in the last, uh, what's it called? The last episode, the finale episode, we find out more about what actually happened to his father. Because we see his father there, but we don't really know like... At least I'm not really thinking that something actually happened to him, but we know. But we are soon. We soon find out, and it's soon revealed that he was actually a boxer, and then he got badly injured. And so I'm assuming. At least that's what my takeaway was from that whole sequence of seeing him, um, in the boxing ring and then getting hit or whatever. Because you kind of have the feeling that it seems like his father needs a lot of help now. I don't know. That was my takeaway from it. A lot of this also just like. They were toeing the line and kind of like showing you things, but wasn't really ex being ex not what's the word explaining it or kind of sitting more on it and kind of being like okay, well this is what this moment is. It's kind of as slow, not slow. Because it was only eight episodes. But in hindsight, as I was sitting here thinking about this episode. Because at first I was like, do I do a whole episode of Gangs of London? This, you guys know, this is my dilemma every time. Or I'm like, do I do a single episode? Or do I mesh it with something else? But I feel like I have enough to t- here to talk about, I realize. Like, if I just sit and start talking, I end up having <laughs> enough to talk about. But um, I was just like, in hindsight... Those eight episodes and you part of that is could be contributed to it being like a weekly drop. It did seem kind of to drag on a little long, at least to me, because the last two episodes, like I didn't because I have been watching it as it dropped every week. Just because, you know, like I said, a lot of the things that I normally would be watching right now are not really on. So like I have time to watch things. And the seventh episode, I didn't watch that right when it dropped. I ended up watching seven and eight, literally back to back together. So it just wrapped this week for context. If you're like, how far from it ending are you actually speaking about this? It literally dropped this week and ended this week. And I'm talking about it now. So, (laughs) So, yeah. So I was just like... I don't know why it was so hard for me to watch, want to watch that next episode, but I watched it anyway. And between the episodes, so, and this was kind of what I was, where I was like, okay, what is going on? Cause, and I, cause I watched a lot of things this week that a lot of things actually are wrapping up, at least on the streaming, on the streaming end. And I was like feeling frustration because I felt like, And it wasn't just the show with some of the other things that I was watching that I'll talk about in in a different episode, but I felt like a lot of the choices that were being made was just like, we had a thoughtful thought process this entire time. And then we got to the end and it was just like, do whatever you want to do (laughs) and change up how we kind of, the flow we have been in and just throw everyone off kind of a feeling. At least that's what it felt like to me. Because this whole time, and I actually had to sit there. And this is another reason why I don't really like um, things on streaming services to be dropped on a weekly basis. I would rather just binge it all. Because I think because, like, with the with the bench thing, you're kind of in that you're in that until you get through to the end of the bench. So, you kind of have that context. So you're not kind of going back and trying to be like, okay, what happened in the last episode? Trying to string it together. And that's why on streaming stuff, like, I know that's what I'm going to get versus, like, on cable TV. Then I know it's going to be, like, a weekly thing. And that's what I expect because I'm expecting, like, 15 plus episodes. So, like, that makes sense. But for these things that are dropped on a streaming service, because they're a shorter season... Then I'm just like, let's just roll through it and we'll figure it out. And it's easier to kind of track what the story is going on. But as I was sitting there after this wrapped up, I kind of sat there and I was like, okay, we need to go back to the beginning and kind of map out exactly what was going on here. Because we started this all off with, with the head honcho getting killed and this is a very or family oriented type of a show even though it's like about gangs but it is very much steeped in family because we have the wallaces and then we have the dumanis they're very tight-knit by the end of it they're not but that's kind of where we start off and it's very much this whole like trying to keep the family together but also trying to keep control and as in their place at the top of the food chain if you will So we have the beginning where it's like, um, I want to say his name was, his name is not Ed, but Sean's father, we're just going to call him Mr. Wallace for lack of remembering what his first name is, but we have, uh, him, we have him die. And then it's kind of like the passing of the torch. Sean steps into his place, but Sean goes off the rails and he's trying to, he's trying to find out who killed his father and get vengeance for who killed his father. Then we find out, because we know it was these two kids. We don't really know how they're involved in type. But we know that someone essentially instructed, gave them instruction to do it. They stupidly took it and kind of unleashed this World War <laughs> ten <laughs> on London. So we have that. And then once we figure out, once Sean finds out, they're like everyone because everyone's finding out at the same time that it's not really these kids. It's someone who gave them instruction. So they're still dead anyway, but more so to the doing of the people who gave the instruction to kill Mr. Wallace. <laughs> and so then we have this, okay, well, who are these upper people? And then we find out about these investors and kind of they don't, they won't shine out the picture. They think he's unhinged. He's not really, um well fit to lead and they really want Alex in the place and then we're kind of starting to see where the internal family divide is going to start taking place and then Ed you're always kind of like can we really trust Ed we don't really know what's going on with him he seems a little shady a lot of times did he have a hand in killing Mr. Wallace does he want control of everything does he want to be the top honcho like you just don't never really ever know and so we kind of get into this whole thing of trying to figure that out but then so we have that whole investor thing going. Then you have Sean, which you're kind of like, okay, what, like, <laughs> what is the drive then? He's trying to figure out who these other extra people are. But then they find out that they've infiltrated their house and they have a target on their backs. And so then they go into hiding. We get that insane episode where um, Marion, Sean, and Billy are like hold away with the... Undercover uh, servant person who tried to take Sean out, and she's being tortured. And then we have that whole moment where Sean and Elliot goes to her house and they meet the son. And all our stuff. So we have that whole moment. And so they're still kind of on the run. On the run. But then Marion, because you know, she's strong willed and is dangerous because she, unlike her son, she thinks about and contemplates, even though in that moment with with the um torturing old girl, it doesn't really seem that way. But she does like stop and think about what she's doing in a way. So it's kinda like she's thinking ahead. So she was able to kind of connect dots and she's like, okay, wait a minute, what is going on with the Dumani? So then we have the whole blowout and then Sean, because you know he's unstable. <laughs> <laughs> shoots Ed and so then there's the big family riff and they because they think that they are working with the investors and trying to take over the family. Like Sean has a very much he's always in fight mode. He's always in a in a position of feeling threatened. So he that's how he reacts throughout this entire series all the way up into the very end. That is how he acts there's never really any it seems like contemplation on his part of or it never seems like he's taking a moment to think about the next step he's just always thinking about that right in the moment step and so we have the whole family riff they're in hiding the investors are trying to take out Sean so like you see how we're, we're going through this and it's kind of like okay what is going on the investors are trying to take out Sean Sean blows up their building <laughs> again unstable reactionary <laughs> a little unhinged, blows up their building. And then we get to the last two episodes, especially the last episode, where it's just like we shift gears because it's kind of been like this kind of slow burn gang type of a show where it kind of feels familiar. You're kind of in the workings of things. You have all these different players and you're just trying to follow the story and see. It kind of feels like everyone's trying to get it. I feel like it in a way secretly makes you feel like everyone's trying to claw their way to the top but it's just everyone's making these deals and they're trying to stay ahead of the deals that they made so they don't get themselves killed when you actually sit and think about it and so you're just like okay then you get to the end and you're just like you open up the finale with Elliot in his underwear being tortured in various ways waterboarded uh, punched in the face, all this stuff. And you're just like, what is going on? And so this was a shift in the style of the show. There was another shift in the um, episode before that one. But the most notable shifts were, were in this finale where it's just like, okay, what is going on here? And so we kind of have this dynamic where we start in the present, but we have to rewind back because it goes the day before. Never happened in the show before. So you're like, okay, what is going on here? And so we have Sean, or Sean, we have Elliot being tortured in the present and asked all these questions about the investors and investors. And you as a viewer, you're like, Sean, or Sean, why do I keep calling this this man Sean? Elliot don't know nothing about these investors. He's, a He's literally been running around trying to get dirt on Sean, so you can take the losses down. But then you start going back through it and you're like, oh, wait a minute. And then you get to the point where you find out that Elliot actually does meet the investors. And then you get to the shocking moment where he kills Sean. And you're just like, what is going on? I don't know. I'm not going to lie. Because I think a, for a lot of people, it probably was like, oh, shock that Sean is dead or like, or to assume he's dead. I'll get into that in a minute. But the way this whole episode was going, I was expecting, I was like, is this a one season show? Cause I was expecting everyone to die. (laughs) Like everyone, all the Wallaces, Elliot, the Dumani's. Oh, and then that moment where, when Sean blew up the, um, building, Okay, we sorry. We got to go back a little bit because now I remember the one thing I was like, I have to make sure I talk about is at the end of episode seven, when Sean blew up that building and he's on the phone, he's talking to Alex and they want you to believe that he blew up the building that Alex is in. And he has a whole moment, gorgeous shot at the very end of the scene. The last shot we get after we see the building fall down, which was like, what did y'all use to blow up that building? One, you only only that one building collapsed and nothing around it collapsed, even though it did take out the power. But it was just like, what did you use to do that? But anyway, and you see that and you get this gorgeous moment where they zoom in on JoCo's face and you have like the single tear. I mean, just beautiful, gorgeous shot. And it just even so more confirms in your head as if you're like, oh, he killed Alex because they're having this very like emotional conversation on the phone and then you see that pretty much Sean's like I just uh, generally like this is what I have to do blah 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 because and and he's and he also is not very emotive like Sean is not an emotional emotive person as far as like sympathy or empathy or anything on that end it's more so anger and um reacting in that way versus like being able to have those more intimate connecting moments you do see it a little bit like between him and Billy, and even a little bit between him and Alex, uh, but like not really. He kind of holds those emotions in. So then you get that gorgeous moment where you zoom in on his face and you get the single tear down the down the out of the eye, down the face, and it's just like oh, beautiful shot. And then we go into the next episode, and no one's dead. <laughs> just the building collapsed. And I was just like, what was the point of giving us that gorgeous? moment where you just think that is tied to him possibly killing his one true best friend in life and it's like no it's not he didn't so I was just like I felt a little irritated about that just wanted to put that out there because it's just like these this then what was that moment for (laughs) because he's not crying over the building but whatever you can dissect that any other way like he's actually crying about this this and that I don't care the fact that we did all of that was made me feel like we were supposed to be talking about or connecting it to Alex. Even though I think it's still connected to Alex in a way. And kind of like, oh, like this is the true end of this relationship. Maybe how that was supposed to signify. But I was just like, oh, no. Now I don't feel as I did about that scene when I initially saw it before we got into episode 8. And maybe this is why I wasn't in a bitch form <laughs> But anyway, so we get to it, to the end of, so now we're jumping back guys, in case you were like, okay, what's happening? Yeah. I said, buckle up. It's it's a, it's a bumpy ride. So now we're back in, in episode eight. I keep want to say seasons. I don't know why we're back in episode eight and we found out that Elliot did talk to the investors. We, they don't show us initially what they said, are just like okay whatever we have that whole tense moment where he goes to meet Sean and we know Sean is unhinged he's reactionary and we know he found out that Elliot is an undercover cop so we're just like he's about to murder him and so they have that whole moment you think he's going to kill him but he doesn't he's essentially like he thinks he's the only way that he can get his family like out of everything in this mess with the investors and so he gives him the uh disc or whatever that has the names of all the investors on it and then Alex shows up ready to take Sean out (laughs) of course he doesn't because you know he's Alex and he literally has only shot a gun once and that was to shoot the girl who was trying to take who was trying to take Sean out but he didn't even kill her he like maimed her so there's that so they're able to Sean, they actually have a really great intimate moment, him and Alex, or Sean and Alex in that scene where Sean is pretty much like, yeah, you can shoot me, blah, blah, blah. But we know eventually Alex doesn't. Elliot takes a gun from him, turns the gun on Sean. And I'm just like, okay, well, is he just like turned on him and he's going to try to have an escape plan? But we know something happened at this hotel because we keep going back and forth between The previous scenes that led up to the present day scenes, where Elliot is being questioned, and then he just pulls the trigger and shoots Sean in the face. (laughs) Granted, I told you guys I'm expecting everyone to die because that's just how this whole episode felt. I mean, we saw Marion look like she got taken taken out by a sniper (laughs) in an earlier scene when she's with Ed. So I'm just like, I'm expecting everyone to die. Except, like, Billy and the sister, because they were able to get away. Even though for a second there, I was like, or or will they? But um, we see him shoot him in the face. And you're just like, what is going on? Even Alex was shook. And he was like, what? Who are you? And so then they narrowly escape. He helps. He gets Alex to escape. But um, he actually, Elliot turns himself in. And then we find out the conversation between him and the investors was that they were like, pretty much, Sean needs to die. Alex needs to live. that was a lot in that scene. And so then we see him like get out of his whole like question lockup situation and use it. He says, did he say Panama or something like that? I don't know. I'm assuming it has something to do with something legal. But when he said that, they essentially could not question him anymore. They had to let him go. And I think, and I was like, you literally... After, after, after watching that scene with him with the investors and then them being like, oh, you can do this one thing and like you can live and you'll never be bothered again. I was like, you're seriously going to believe that? These people are crazy. And of course, after, as he's leaving the building, he gets a call from them pretty much being like, stand by and wait for instructions. And you're just like, oh. so then that brings me into season two. <laughs> Because this has officially been renewed for a season two. So far everyone has um, been confirmed to be returning except for Joko. There has not been any word on if he is or isn't returning. But we know everyone else is returning. We know Marion is not dead. So then I'm like, we went back and we did all these like backtracking to see exactly what happened in these specific scenes. But are they gonna tell us what happened with Marion and Ed? Because she got shot. Did they shoot her with like a tranquilizer? What was the deal? I don't know. Either way, and then that's when old girl who essentially is Mr. Wallace's mistress with his baby shows up and is um, taps her or whatever. <sighs> that was a whole crazy story in itself because all this had to do with a, the, a bunch of money. That Mr. Wallace took and moved somewhere, and the investors wanted it back, and a bunch of people made deals on it. So that's why everyone's getting shot up and killed and taken out over this money that, even in death, he had, he was still running things. But anyway, so season two, so everyone's returning. So then it's kind of like, well, what does the season two look like, especially if Joko or Sean is really dead? I want to tell you, I would not be surprised if Sean... I, I think Sean is really dead. I would not be surprised if he is really dead just because of knowing, having previous... I don't want to say experience, because that makes it seem like we've. I've done something. But just looking at Joe Cole's previous work and reading some of the decisions he's made in previous work especially when looking at he picks good things he picks he picks a lot of good projects in a way that they're solid projects they get a lot of great um like reviews and fans behind it and uh what's the word value <laughs> value is not the word <laughs> but essentially like the, it gets traction and it's and it has forward mom, forward momentum and <laughs> Then you look at his decision to like step away from those forward moving projects. I would not be surprised if this was a case where he was like, oh, sounds great. Love this idea. I'm only going to do one season. That would not surprise me. So for all those people, because I kind of was doing a little a little Googling just to see. But there's a lot of people who seem to think that there's a chance he could be alive because even though we saw him get shot in the face and he was gurgling on blood, which people have survived from worse, but there are people holding on hope because we didn't see him in one of the body bags that he may still be alive. It's possible. But I don't know if that's, I don't think it's necessary for Sean to live because the show is called Gangs of London. So it's about all these individual gangs and I think it allows room for because we know Marion is still alive. Billy and the sister are out there somewhere. And we know Billy has his own issues, drugs, um, mental issues, all that stuff. So he would never like run things. Even though he has all those issues, he seems to be more like level headed than Sean. But we know Marion is out there, and Marion is always like puzzle piecing things together, and is always a step ahead of others. So I think it would be great to kind of see her try to build back up the Wallace's name because at this moment in time the Wallace the Wallace's are pretty much down in the dumps. And so the next season would be trying to rebuild their place in this whole ecosystem. Also another thing that irritated me. Sorry, we're going back to the finale was Sean and old oh girl, the the girl of the gang, what was her name? Lolly Laley? Was that her name? I can't remember. But that whole scene, because you kind of saw like that sexual tension in the earlier episode when she was trying to get the plane out back to her home to deliver all the food and stuff. And then you saw that moment where they kind of had that moment and you didn't really see anything else. And then you have this moment where he goes to because I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that was like her hotels or whatever. So he's hiding out there and then she's all like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go back. Home, cause she helped him with the bomb situation, and then they had the home moment where it was like, okay, now we're gonna have sex. It was like, why do we have this scene? It did not make sense at all. It was like they just put it there to put it there, just to be like, oh yeah, we need to tie up that loose end from earlier in the season where we made it seem like there was some sexual something here, but we didn't really act on it. So we need to act on it now before we before we wrap up the season and kill Sean off. And I was just like, why? And it was just, it was just weird. It was shot weird because you have Sean laying there and I mean, he doesn't really have emotion in any way. but I don't know. The whole thing was just weird to me and I felt like it was unnecessarily, didn't really need it, which was also why I was like, I would not be surprised if everyone dies in this and this was the only season because it just felt like we were trying to like push and wrap things up in that one, the one episode that we didn't really need. And no one really asked for. So that was that. But back to season two. (laughs) So, yeah. So I think that's what we're going to see in the off random chance for some reason that they decide to let Sean live. (laughs) Then, of course, it will be him trying to bring the family name or like repair the family name. But it's kind of also like, or not even repair the family name. Because I think his whole thing was he wanted to, one, repair the family name, but more so out the investors. And so I could see him working with the police to do that. Because he was going, that's what he was going to do with Elliot or what he was trying to do with Elliot. But now Elliot is like a dirty cop now. (laughs) Also, oh girl, um, Alex's sister, what was her name? Uh Shannon, she was OG crazy. Cause that whole scene when um Elliot's like handler showed up and was asking all them questions. And then I was like, girl, first of all, how how are these people on the force? And they're just not aware of when they're in dangerous situations because i could clearly see it just watching it from the screen that you about to die and like, when she was asking all her all these questions and then shannon was like oh um is anyone else here with you do they know do, do they know that you're here and she was like oh i'm here by myself she's like okay well i'm just gonna i'll be right back girl leave get out and she just sitting there playing feeling around and shannon comes back and kills her i was just like talk about you don't know me at all. Oh my gosh. That whole thing is just like everyone is crazy. Everyone is crazy. But yeah. So I think we're going to see that. I think um Alex now has we're going to see in the second season way more from Alex, Alex cuz I think I felt like the season he was more so kind of like the background. He was the money man. He was trying to like find the money wasn't really there, but now that it seems like the Sean Dynamic is gone, and he I mean that they're the same age, and they kind of have similar drives, but in different ways, and so I can see him being like driven to be on top more so than I think his father wants to be so or more so than a drive that I think his father has, where his father's more so like trying to play to every person and He's playing like an old school game. I can see Alex coming in with more drive in a new school type of a way. So, I don't know. I think there's a lot to explore in season two, even without Sean being there because the Wallaces are still here and Marion is a strong force of the, uh, Wallace family. So with her being, had Marion died, then I would be like, okay, then I don't think we're going to focus on the Wallaces because I just can't see Billy (laughs) coming back and being able to do anything to repair, th- repair the family name. But with Marion being alive, then I do think there is still a lot that can be done with the Wallaces that we don't need Sean. But in the off chance, for some reason, Sean is still alive. There's still a lot that can be done there too. So that is Gangs of London. I told you guys, we had a good chunk to talk about. I Even though, you know, we didn't talk about everything because then we would be here forever and you guys not be trying, be trying to be succinct with these things. <laughs> but that is Kings of London. I don't know what you guys thought about this season, um, especially for those of you who probably watched it in, who are like not in America and already watched it. If you are listening to this, what was your take? Because I'm sure your take was probably different than my take. Uh, what do you want to see in the season two? Do you want Sean to be alive or should he stay dead? Let me know. These are all valid questions. (laughs) Let me know and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. that's the end of the episode thanks for sticking through it to the end be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently on instagram and at current on twitter also hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and i'll talk to you in the next one